Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Your Rora Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Uh, buenos días. Buenos ¿Tardes? días. Wait, tardes, lies. Buenas noches. tardes. Buenas tardes. It does, I mean, wherever you are in the world, wherever buenas horas. And also, <laughs> happy Latinx Heritage Month. We are in it to win it. I've been posting on Twitter for us a whole bunch. I'm having arguments, not arguments, oh. but correcting people left and right on Shudder. Really? Sí, porque Shudder very lovelily uh-huh. posted a list of like a bunch of Latinx movies that they are showing. It's a go-to for us. Absolutely. That's where we watched our first movie on this uh, podcast. Correcto, which La Llorona is there and everything. Mm-hmm. And some guy was like, isn't The Night Shifter a Brazilian movie? movie uh brazil isn't hispanic and i was like (laughs) i go you're right brazil is not hispanic but it is part part of latin america and the month encompasses all latinx heritages so now uh, no no i wasn't trying to like start a fight it's just dropping facts dropping facts left and right and shudder liked my fact. Hey, that's not cool. me. It wasn't me. It was under our Twitter. So there you go. I mean, even better. I fucking love that. Me too. Was there a response from this person? He followed us. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a great response. Okay, great. Nice. So, Very cool. Thank you so much to our new friend. We're sorry that we had to put you on the Hey, spot. listen, just facts are facts. All right. Facts um, are facts. You are so fucking good at social media, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> TikTok, which I'm like, I do I'm my best, a grandpa. But I woke up this morning and was like, Eileen was busy. Like you I was were busy yesterday, liking shit, retweeting, just doing it all. And I so appreciate it. It was very, very. Mira, cool. si estamos hablando de Latinx heritage, then you know we gotta support the peeps. We sure do. We gotta use this time to boost ourselves as well. And funnily enough, uh-huh. in that same vein. The movie that we're doing today that yes. was my pick is actually a suggestion from a fellow Latino-led uh, podcast uh-huh. <gasps> called My Horror Confessional, hosted by Miguel Villa. Mm-hmm. His handle on Twitter is Miguel Myers <laughs> ATX, which is Come on. Hilarious. That's, I mean, the fucking best. Miguel so Myers. So good. Miguel Myers. So My Horror Confessional, this podcast that uh, is hosted by Miguel Myers slash Miguel Villa, the premise of it is each week in the confessional, we'll have a guest on who will confess to not having seen a classic horror movie. Mm. Join me, Miguel Myers, as we discuss the movie, why they hadn't seen it, what their history with horror is, and other topics. If at the end of the show, I feel as if they have truly repented, I will absolve them of their horror sin. Oh, right, because confession. Join me every week. Yeah, join me every week, and let's geek out on the movies we love. So the Twitter for my horror confessional was the one that gave us this suggestion for the movie El Esqueleto de la Señora Morales. Well, first of all, that is a great premise for a podcast um, absolutely so fun premise. and also i'm really glad that he suggested this movie because right off the top 
I really enjoyed myself. So did I. <laughs> it was a really, I mean, we're going right off the top. It's not incredibly spooky. I mean, it's from no. 1960. Mm-hmm. It's in black and white, which already you're going to know that it's not good. You're not in for jump scares mm-hmm. or like anything incredibly, whoa, I'm having nightmares. Mm-hmm. But it is a beautiful movie. Yeah, like very well shot. It is surprisingly unnerving as we go into it. I think we have a true villain on our hands in this fucking movie. Yes, we definitely (laughs) do. But it's the kind of movie, we'll get into it, that presents you with a few villains. Yes. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay, so El Esqueleto de la Señora Morales, let's get a synopsis from you. El Esqueleto de la Señora Morales tells the tale of quiet, taxidermist Pablo Morales who suffers the demands of his prudish and hypochondriac wife, Gloria. That's fantastic. Great. (laughs) Okay, so El Esqueleto de la Señora Morales from 1960, written by Luis Alcoriza and inspired by an Arthur Mackin, Machen, Machen, <laughs> Machuan, Machuan uh, story, mm-hmm. and directed by Rogelio A. Gonzalez. And the story that it is inspired by is called the Islington Mystery, or in Spanish, El Misterio de Islington. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So because this is a movie from the 1960s. The credits run at the top. We see a room that's a taxidermy room. Mm -hmm. You see a human skeleton and then a smaller human skeleton and then a teeny tiny little skeleton. Like a child. Like a baby skeleton. And they're all holding hands. They're all holding hands, which is very odd Mm -hmm. and there's like stuffed animals around and the table which the baby is standing on has a zebra skin on it and like it's just i'd say death room if you will but totally in a taxidermy way but presented as like this is a business yes come on in yes because if you want something stuffed (laughs) if you want your fucking pet dog stuff come on down i wonder if Uh, this this because, is still a thing. I mean, there are taxidermy people. There must around. be. Yeah, who like, but like, why? Yeah. I, this I don't understand. Like, why you would Girl. ever want this kind of creepy ass shit. But you, you do you. You do you. And we can tell that this is a business because once the credits are over and we pan out, we see that this is a window, like a, a storefront. And we move over and we see a sign that says, Se vende abono para plantas. We sell fertilizer. And another sign that says, Doctor Pablo Morales, taxidermista. Mm. And then we hear a woman. This is Gloria. She's in her bedroom. And she's saying, oh, I can't take it anymore. Padrecito, padre. Which, by the way, the word padrecito, to refer to a priest or Ooh. father, yeah. I, I don't like it. Yeah, no, she I didn't even think of that. She says this a few times where she's like, Ay, aquí está padrecito. I'm like, bro, Ooh. don't fucking talk to me that way. Yeah. I'm a man of the cloth. Yeah, don't, like, it's too close. Like, no, yeah. you can you can call me padre. Thank you very yeah. much. No, gracias. A little respect. So she's like, I, I can't take it anymore. I'm a martyr. He always finds a way to torture me. He's a monster. And as we hear her saying this, we can see this bedroom. And yeah. there's like a shrine full with candles y santos y cosas religiosas and like stuff on the wall with more santos and crucifijos y toda esa mierda. 
And as we continue to pan around the room, we see that she's lying down on her bed and she's talking to this priest. And she continues complaining, saying, oh, he pretends to love children, but it's all a lie. He does it to humiliate me, to remind me that God didn't give me a child. The other day he came home drunk and he tried to get me drunk so that he could (gasps) take advantage of me. Escándalo. Todo es dramático, pero padre. Oh my God, love that phrase. Uh, uh, by the way, from the top, the language uh, in this movie is fantastic. Oh my God, it's like you could eat it with a fork and knife. It's, it's so oh, good. It's poetry. <laughs> yeah, like they it's... choose. I mean, obviously, I think it's it has to do a lot with like the fact that it's a little old timey, yeah. but like it's delightful. It's you so wonderful. relish. And the way they say it, ooh, yes. these two actors for also El Hombre que Pablo Morales and this woman Gloria mm-hmm. eh, que se lo ponen. Like this yeah. is good. <laughs> yes. Also, uh, just a little teeny side note that I thought about when you said Padrecito. Mm-hmm. He's in her bedroom. And she's in bed. Okay. Like, I didn't think about that until just now. It's just too, too the fucking close here. The relationship between these two, mm. and we'll see as we keep yeah. going, mm-hmm. that it's... Weird. I don't like it. No, no, no. So so he came, he tried to get me drunk so he could take advantage of me, and he's like, he looked like un demonio, esta casa, it smells like animal podrido, which I Oof. was like, the word podrido is so good. It smells yeah. like rotten animal. It doesn't land the way rotten animal does. No. Animal podrido. Yeah. (laughs) Se burla de mi defecto. He makes fun of my disability and my beliefs. Mm -hmm. And the priest is like, dude, even your beliefs? Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And you can see in her face. And this is the first moment that you can tell something is up. Because she kind of does like an eye like, oh, yeah. And he makes fun of you, too, by the way. But... At this moment, as the audience member, you're like, this lady's full of shit. Oh, she is manipulative Ajá. as fuck. Entonces, el padre, padre Artemio, by the way, mm-hmm. is like, bueno, you know, this is your cross to bear as a wife. But, you know, you have to carry it with dignity. And remember that suffering purifies. And this is the best way to get closer to God. Oof. I don't know what to say about that. That's no. That I'd be me. like, when people are in that level of piousness, of piety, yeah. whatever the word is. Sure. Like, my suffering is worth see, it. See. No, that's no, no way to live. What are you doing? And this room is also like dark. Curtains closed. Everything at the A at that in in an all black dress. She looks like she is going to a funeral oh. for this entire film. Mm-hmm. De la nuca, like from the neck down, covered everything. Hair is up in a very like what would the word be? Um, matronly maybe? Very matronly. Yeah. Yes. I mean she looks fabulous. She, I she, mean the brows, the oh lip, like this bitch she is, is beat. Stunning. I was just like, yeah. oh god, I'm so taken by this woman, but she is also just like cinched and like but in a in a very like don't touch me kind of way. Back up. It's very uh Cinderella's mom yes. or stepmom. Yes, totally. <laughs> so outside of this dark ominous 
moment, we hear a man talking to some children and he's it's joyous. It's happy outside. We see there's light and and good, it mm-hmm. seems like. And th- the priest goes to look out the window to see. And this is Dr. Pablo Morales. And he's surrounded by children and dogs. And it's just like the Pied Piper of this neighborhood, it yeah. seems like just joy, happy. He's giving them paletas and it's like, si están bien portados, here's your paleta, whatever. You can tell he's beloved by this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. As he gets to his front door, we see from the next door house, two women. Mm. Two. I'm going to call these the nosy neighbors. Perfect. And they're spying through the curtains. Inside the house, Dr. Pablo runs into the padres. He's leaving. He's like, ¿Qué pasó, padre? ¿Cómo estamos? Like, just like, so casual. Very cash. And el padre inmediatamente tur- is like sass a frass. Yeah. He's like, aha, ¿y por qué no estás aquí cuidando tu esposa que está enferma? I came to see your wife. She's sick. And obviously, you don't give a hot shit about her. And not only that, but guess what? You have a, a shameful job where you desecrate tombs. And he points points over to like the taxidermy room and the skeleton that's in there and Dr. Pablo this whole time is very amiable he's not like defensive he's not for a moment he's just like <laughs> dude you're in my house yeah. and you're fucking berating me and it's also at this moment we get the difference between faith religion and science because the priest is like these fucking skeletons over here this is a blasphemy and Pablo is like Dude, I do it for doctors. Like, it's for science. And it's there you're like, oh, there is a separation here. Yes. A yes. big separation. And not only that, Dr. Pablo's like, cool as a cuke. He's <laughs> like, but the thing is, you don't like me very much. And you just want to come up in here and run your mouth because you got a hair up your butt. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. I know, totally. To a priest. Yeah. That's hilarious. My guy, (laughs) this is your issue, not mine, okay? I loved this man from the first moment I saw him. I was just like, I was smiling. I was just like, I love him. And the way that Gloria, the wife, is like puro dramatico, this priest is like, it's like the same type of drama, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm a person in religion. I'm a priest. I hold power over you because of that so it's always very much a finger in the air oh. and being like that's perfect literally always a finger in the air and growling he's just like Rah! just always yeah. yelling damn sir Holy you're in shit. my home what Get is out. it like hellfire and brimstone is that what they call it Abs- yes full. preacher yeah. mode 5,000. He gets all huffy and he's like, don't be making jokes at me. Instead of using your mouth to mock, why don't you go use it to comfort your poor sick wife that's fucking sick and Mm. whatever. And... (laughs) Dr. Pablo is like, I left this morning and she was fine. I don't know what's going on. Good day, sir. Bye. El padre se va. Dr. Pablo goes upstairs and runs. As he's on his way, he runs into Meche. Meche is the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And she's crying. Silence. You can't. They're not speaking, but el doctor with mannerisms and gestures basically asks her, was it her? Mm-hmm. 
that made you cry. And Mitch nods and he's like. It looked to me like he, he held up a fist. Like he was like. I'll get her. Did she hit you? Oh. That's what I got. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Because. But it makes sense. But it, but it, because I was like worried. I was like, oh God, is there going to be weirdness between him and Mitch? And then like he puts his fist up and I was like, what's happening? And then I thought, oh. I think fucking Gloria hit this lady. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, Meche is also fucking stunning. She's just... the. I, I mean, oh gorgeous. My she is so beautiful. And also, let's talk about Pablo, that he is a very charismatic, oh, handsome older handsome. gentleman. Yes. Great hair, eyes. love a mustache. The eyes are... Beautiful smile. Uh, you're drawn to his face. You're 100%. just like... 100%. There's something about you that you're just like... I could watch you all day. Oh, yes, he is magnetic. <laughs> yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Magnetic as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So poor Meche, I guess being punched by fucking Gloria la Señora, goes back into the kitchen and Dr. Pablo goes into the bedroom where Gloria's lying down. He's like, hey, not feeling good? What's going Funny. on? And he goes to put his hand on her forehead to see if she's got a fever and she rips his hand away from her body and she's like, no me toques. Your hands are probably dirty and disgust- disgusting por destripar animales. Uh, destripar. Use those words. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, anda, wash your hands y ponte alcohol. Like, Oof. wash hands and alcohol. Are, is, are, is she in a pandemic too? Because damn. Girl. Good lord. Sickly. And then she's like, and take your hat off in front of my saints and my holy images. Girl, this is my bedroom. It's one thing out after the other. Literally, the moment he comes in. This and this and this and this and this and this and this. See. God I, damn. And, like, bitterness, anger. From the top. From the top. Make it drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a wet-ass so, movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Pablo is like, so sorry, takes his hat off. And he's like, genuinely, you can tell he's lived like this for a while. Because he's upset about it, but he still does it. He's like, tal vez te doy una aspirina. Let me get you an aspirin. Mm-hmm. It'll make you feel better. And she's like, no, no me hacen nada. They don't do anything. And he's like, come on, dude. They're for your pain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and this is the pain that God gives me. And only he can take it away. Oh, boy. Wow. And uh, poor Dr. Pablo, who is, you can tell, a man of like, trying to take things easy is like well you know that's why he made men invent la espirina so that you can feel better and she again science science baby and she on a dime she's like sabes que me ofenden tus chistes irreverentes oh and you're God. like if they Ma'am. remake this movie i'm gonna need you to audition <laughs> I'll be be the priest and I'll be her at the same time. So she's basically like, stop making your shitty jokes. I can't, I don't like them. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that he's still able to smile after all these years of this constant bullshit. I mean, come on. he still is trying to, he's still like, an aspirin, what can I do? Like, let me do something. Nope, nothing will work. So we hear Meche say, hey, your dinner's ready. And he's like, hell yeah, comida, what a word. I fucking love it. I'm on my way. And Gloria's like, turns again. And she's like, wait, 
I'll get up. I don't want you to eat alone. And he's like, uh, no, no, no. You can stay lying down. Don't worry about it. And she's like, no, no. Help me put my shoes on. Oh, my and God. Like, and you can see in his face, his back is to her. And you're just like, oh, he just wants to eat alone. Yeah. But he still does it for her. He still does it he for does. her. He does. And he goes over and he grabs a shoe to put on her foot. But this shoe has a big lift to it. It's one of those shoes that has like a sole. One of the big, one shoe is a big sole and the other one's a regular shoe. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, not those. Mis zapatillas. Give me my slippers. And he helps her up. He puts the zapatillas on and he helps her up and we see one of her legs is shorter than the other, obviously because of the lift shoe. But the music they put in when they... (laughs) show that her leg is shorter it's like it's like Bam. frankenstein yeah. is here <laughs> i honestly had to pause it because i didn't really notice like her leg uh-huh. is just kind of sticking out a little bit y- yeah and so i was like is there something on the floor i had no idea because of the drama of that music the drama that of that sound wow <laughs> just a short leg <laughs> yeah. yeah so they go uh. down to the dinner table and gloria is she calls for meche and she yells at her for being like why is there a beer at this table you know that Dr. Pablo drinks enough without your help oh and he's like bro you swear that I'm an alcoholic I just I'm having a beer I with dinner I have a it's beer fine. every now and then god damn relax he goes to grab un bollo de pan and she's like no go wash your hands y ponte alcohol and it's like literally every single thing he does lávese las manos y ponte oh, alcohol Every single thing. No booze. No, don't. You can't even eat in peace. You no. can't do anything. So he goes to wash his hands, and she tells Meche, who's coming in with his dinner to put on the table, she's like, Go grab my alcohol from my room. Dr. Pablo comes back from washing his hands, and he's fucking pumped because on that plate is a fileton, like a really mm. big piece of steak. Looks delicious. Totally. And as Meche comes in, he says, So una perla, which is so sweet. Like, you're a pearl, pero you look at fucking Gloria and she's immediately, it's like the devil. And even Meche knows and she looks at Gloria too like, fuck, he shouldn't have called me that. Exactly. Meche gives the bottle of alcohol to Gloria and Gloria goes to be like, here, put alcohol on your hands to Dr. Paulo. And he's like... No, dude, it's gonna make my food stink and my hand. I don't. I want to eat my food in peace. Nah, I'm cool. Yeah. So he fucking tucks in to his fucking sweet steak, oh <laughs> and Gloria's watching him, and she's disgusted. She grabs the alcohol, she dabs her like handkerchief, and she puts it up to her nose, like smelling salt kind of way. Yeah. And then she starts making gagging noises. Oh my god. Imaginate y él, he's eating he's thrilled. And but then Aquino Ma, just somebody gagging. Great. Thanks. I'm so I'm so <laughs> glad that I get to eat my delicious steak while you're barfing next to me. Girl, don't be here. I mean, but it's like this woman, she is mood swing central because yeah. first she's crying with the the priest. Then he comes in and she's so pissed. And then he's like, I'm going to have dinner. And she's like, wait, I'll go with you. And now she's like, wash your fucking hands. And now she's like, oh, poor me. I'm retching because you're eating steak. I, I can't. It's like you cannot follow 
the mood swings. Exactly. It's so intense. And to the point where the doctor is like, come on, Gloria. I'm trying to Por fucking favor. eat here. And no puedo with you aquí con asco vomitando. And she's like, I don't understand. And she's like, ay, perdón. Ugh. I don't understand how you can eat meat after dismembering animales podridos. It smells the same, which A, no, it doesn't, There's no bitch. Way. No there way. is no way. Absolutely not. B, she's like, and it looks the same. No, it don't. No. It's cooked. <laughs> no, there's absolutely no similarity. And literally just ruins his lunch for him. He's like, I can't do it. And Dr. Pablo's like, how am I supposed to eat with your alcohol here and you making gagging noises? And she gets and the, another fucking mood swing, all defensive. What do you want me to do? You think. <laughs> oh, God. She says, you think I like eating pura verduras? <laughs> I mean, that sucks. It sucks. Pero then stop complaining about Girl. la carne. Es que la carne me da asco. I can't even look at the meat. It's animal podrido, like the kind that you dissect. Puta. And then she gets all up in his face. And it's like, it's not my fault that you picked a horrible career. And then she, on a dime again, she starts fucking sobbing. And she's like, the problem is you hate me. You can't stand me when you're outside you're happy and laughing but the minute that you see me I see it in your face that it changes yeah cause you suck cause you suck ass <laughs> and then she says not only all that shit but then she puts it all on herself again and she's like when will God take me so you don't have to sufrir mi presencia Ooh. girl wow my presence makes you suffer so when will I die so that you can be finally free of right. my horrible torment that it is but by the way you're the piece of shit that, that has the shitty job that has rotten animals in this house you make me gag every time you eat dinner get the fuck away from me pero yo soy el problema get make uh, up your mind it's exhausting again totally. i'm like shocked that this man would stay with this woman for so but he's a good a good man patient man yeah so mecha comes in after, because uh, fucking Gloria leaves, Meche comes in and she tells Dr. Paulo, she's like, mira, yo me voy. I'm leaving because Gloria is jealous of you and I. Mm -hmm. And she's been telling people things that aren't true. And he says to her, he's like, you know, please stay, stay for me because I don't know what I'm going to do if I'm alone with her. Yeah. And there is no romance there between Meche and Dr. Pablo, mm -hmm. but there is care. It's very sweet. And you can tell that she does care for him. And I was concerned that we were going to get like creepy adultery shit. Me too. Because she's very young and he is clearly like, I would say what, in his 50s maybe? 60s yeah. even? No, probably 50s. And also, I didn't want Gloria to be justified for being a dickhole. Same. Yes. He takes his steak that he couldn't fucking finish because he was so grossed out and he goes into his taxidermy room and he gives his steak to his <laughs> Pet eagle? <laughs> yeah, like a hawk. I don't know what that did. Wow. I, I was think like, it's Holy an shit. eagle because it's a lot. It's very big. Because yeah. hawks are a little on the smaller side. And, and it made me think of the Mexican flag. And I'm pretty sure that's an eagle on it. Oh, cool. Okay. And so while he's there, he starts working on a little like animal por ahí. And Gloria comes down putting a, a veil over her head. And she says that she's going next door to the nosy neighbor's house. As she exits, he runs over to the window to make sure she's far away. And then he runs up the stairs and he sneaks into the house, which this shot I loved. Oh it was so old timey. Like, 
Like yeah. he opens the door, but his body language is like when you're a sneaky guy in yeah. like a Charlie Chaplin movie, you'd be like yeah. very crouched. It almost was clown work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Like all of a sudden, like this movie I would say is kind of a comedy as well. Yeah. And yeah. this upcoming sequence, like I was like, oh, this is funny. Yeah. This is extreme. Which I love. The lighting changes so that everything is kind of like dark in the pockets, but like he's lit in a very like something mischievous is about to happen. Mm -hmm. You're led to believe that, oh, the wife is gone and something bad is about to go down with this guy. Yes. So he goes into the kitchen and he whispers for Meche and he's like, Meche, Meche, we have to take advantage of this situation. And then Meche comes in and the way they're shot from underneath. Like yeah. it's they're lit from underneath. The camera is right below him, them. Mm-hmm. And then he says to Meche, Meche, ask me un filetote. And then he brings out his fingers like nice and thick. Un filetote de este grueso, medio crudo y con muchas papas fritas. And I was like, Hell yeah. I love <sighs> this. It's so good. They seem like scheming mad scientists. Yes. It's or like so little good. kids that are like, yes. mom's out. I'm going to yeah. try and fucking... Because Mitch is also like laughing uh, maniacally. She's so into it. And another thing that the director did with this shot that I was like, you did this on purpose is that because it's from underneath, Mm -hmm. there's a moment before he's like, I want a steak with Papa Fritas. They both look down Mm -hmm. and I was like, he's going to whip out his dick. (laughs) (laughs) But but then like it completely changes because they they look down and I was like, this is specific. Oh my God. So well done. So now we see Dr. Paolo at a shop window and a sales lady looks through and she's like hey come on in and he goes in and she's like do you want to look at it again and he was like "Mm, yeah I sure I'm embarrassed embarrassed to do this to you Uh, but yes and the sales lady pulls out a brand new camera for this guy to look at and Dr. Paolo is like oh my god I love it I can't believe you haven't shown me this model before it's so beautiful and he's like oh it's too expensive and I don't want to pay in installments I'm the kind of guy who likes things all or nothing so I'll keep saving until I'm able to get it the sales lady who is another beautiful woman Uh, another gorgeous woman I can't take my eyes off her and the same kind of the like style, the, the style. Look. It's the oh. it's so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, listen, if I purchase this camera for myself, I get an employee discount. So how much money do you have? And maybe I can buy it, and then you can buy it off of me. And he says, I have about a thousand two hundred pesos, but they're in my caja fuerte. Mm. <laughs> my my uh, what's caja fuerte in English? My safe. My safe. And we cut to uh-huh. the taxidermy room, and <laughs> Gloria is going up to a stuffed jaguar head and she pulls out the teeth of the jaguar head sticks her hand inside the mouth and pulls out a roll of fucking money so that's the safe so now we're in a sitting room with about five to six people and this is the congregation so it's makes it's made up of el padre the two nosy neighbors el presidente which is also el historiano the oh history <laughs> this, this man guy, and another an older woman so it's mm-hmm. it's five of them plus gloria that's six people gloria isn't there yet because obviously she's grabbing the money from the jaguar head and the people in the congre these six people are like it's a large amount of money 
and how Gloria is an, an exemplary woman, es una santa. We should name her the congregation president after this because oh. she does everything for us. And in she comes and she hands El Padre. And this is where she again says, Aquí está Padrecito. And I'm like, gross. And she's like, aquí están mil pesos. And el padre is like, mm, I don't know. This is your marido's money. And that's, you know, weird. And Gloria's like, take it. Una de las nosy neighbors is like, si no, es dinero del cantinero. You, you want to stop him from temptation. Like the money's going to go straight into the bartender's hand. And it's like, why Mind is everybody saying this guy is an alcoholic also? like Because of this wife of Gloria <laughs> spilling all this awful the lies about him lies constant lies and gloria's like ah he's gonna spend it on tonterias and peanut gallery is like y en vicios y que se oh. yo and el padre is like okay okay i'll take it so that it can like influence others in the community you know la señora oh. is sitting there and she's like <laughs> I love her. I, you don't really get like an explanation of why she's like, sure, padre. But I was like, I love her reaction. Just like there's drama <laughs> in that congregation. It totally. totally is. The presidente slash historiano of the congregation stands up and he's like, I'm going to hand over my post over to Gloria. And they're interrupted by one. <laughs> By one of the two nosy neighbors who's like, Ay, con permiso, puedo pasar para ir al baño. And then the other nosy neighbor, her partner, is like, Ay, pobrecita, ever since she had bladder surgery, she just hasn't been all that right. Poor you know baby. what I mean? <laughs> so now we see Dr. Pablo coming home from the camera shop and he's going straight to the Jaguar head to grab that money so that he can get his camera. And he takes the jaws out and he grabs the money, but there's a lot of it missing. And he's mm. like, uh, what the fuck? And he hears some giggling and sounds coming from upstairs. So he goes up and there's the group in the sitting room. And he comes in and he's like, ¿Dónde está mi dinero? Where's my money? And Gloria, puro drama. I would like you to respect, te, te suplico que respetes a mis invitados. And then she's like, you can do whatever you want to me when we're alone. Girl. Implying that he's going to beat her ass when he oh, when they're alone. man. Girl. Who? And he's like, mira, stop acting, stop all this drama. The money that was in, was in the Jaguar mouth this morning and now I know, I'm assuming that it's probably in some pious pocket in here. Mm -hmm. And El Padre se pone todo fucking huffy again. Finger and a like, wagon. I won't tolerate this. <laughs> and the doctor is like, mira, Padre, I'm very sorry. But <laughs> this, is, this phrase is so great. Yo solo hice el saco, tú te lo pusiste. Oof. I made the suit, you put it on. Damn. He's like, my guy. Ugh. Entonces, just give me my money back. And the padre, very huffy and upset about it, is like, I didn't want to take it to begin with, but here you go. Here's your money. Sure. Y viene la gloria. Y no te lo llevarás para gastarlos en parrandas y cochinadas. It's so good. It's so good. te lo llevarás para gastarlos en parrandas y cochinadas. <laughs> Dr. Paulo's like, bro, you know that's not what I'm not going to use. It. I'm not going to use it for parrandas or cochinadas. Mm -mm. You know I've been saving up for two years to get this thing. The thing is with him, every time he like is in a situation that's shitty for him, he is always, like you said, 
cool as a cuke yeah. and just telling you what the facts are. Yeah. Hello. So he's like, I, I, you know I've been saving for two years. And Gloria's like, but it's for the repair of Santa Rita's altar. And that is more important. And him is like, absolutely, that is very important. But you can use the congregation's money and not mine. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Boom. End of story. That's it. It's the next day, and here's Gloria's sister (gasps) and her husband, and they come knocking at the front door. And from the bedroom window, we see Gloria look down, and she's like, oh, my sister and her husband are here. I know. So she grabs an eyedropper and fucking dribbles a bunch of eye of fucking tears in her eyes and literally dramatically throws herself on the bed. The drama. The drama, bitch. Jeez. Y al mismo tiempo, el doctor está en el bar with his pals. Mm -hmm. Yo los llamo los profesores because one of them is a teacher, the other one is a maestro, whatever. Or one of them is a doctor. Quién sabe. So they're having a discussion about consequences of crime and how they feel about crime. And like, if a man were to commit a murder and have it be very complicated and everything like that, Mm -hmm. the detective will eventually find everything out. And the other ones, one of the other profesores says, they always miss at least one thing. Yep. And they're like, yes, there can never be a perfect crime. And Dr. Pablo says, yes, there can. That's if you're prosecuted and then you're acquitted and then you're at peace with society. Hmm. So you've done your, (laughs) you did it. You passed the test. Okay. Okay. De repente entra el brother-in-law, el esposo of Gloria's sister. And he walks into the bar and he's like, "Aha! Uh-huh, so here you are, you drunk bitch. Your wife's at home. She's crying. She's sick. And the doctor's like, bro, I've had one beer. Which is true because the bartender at that point is like, Quiere otra, doctor. And he's like, nope, one's enough for me. Yeah. El brother-in-law is like, but you can barely stand. Look at you. Let's go. Your wife is going to be so happy to see you. Come on. You got to do this. You got to listen to your wife. Okay. At home, Gloria's sobbing to her sister, and el doctor and the brother-in-law, they come in, and she turns to her sister, de nuevo con el drama, ay, no le digas nada, don't say anything, he gets back at me when we're alone, and the sister's like, well, 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 look who's fucking here, this fucking bitch, you smell like tequila, I can smell it from over here. From where? Where? Where I there was no tequila present. There was I was having a beer. This is just I had lies and beer. bullshit. <laughs> God, it's so irritating. It's so it's very frustrating. And Ugh. she's like, the neighbors had to call me to tell me that my sister is sick and you don't care for her. And el doctor looks at Gloria like, really, dude, this is what you're fucking telling people. You can almost see it in Gloria's eyes, being like, she's like, and what is what she's doing. He's like, okay, I'll play your game. I recognize that the life I give you is horrible and that it's not fair for you to suffer so much. And since I can't change who I am and it seems that I can't see how much I'm hurting you, then maybe the only solution is for us to split up. And then she tur- he turns to them and to the sister and the and her husband and she's like, I'm sure she'd be so happy living with you. <laughs> Get her the fuck out of here. Amazing because... The moment he says this, Gloria's like, wait, what, what, what? No, 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 no. And I'm sure the brother and sister El are divorcio? like, wait a minute. That's, I don't know about that. I just exactly. don't know. Exactly. <laughs> no. 
So she's like, el divorcio, no way. We are united under the law of God. Hasta la muerte que nos separe. And he's like, well, guess what? The church does allow people to separate. Mm -hmm. So It's a great idea. Maybe we should do that. And y el drama de nuevo. Pero you want to abandon me because I'm disabled, I'm crippled. Admit it, admit it, admit it. He leaves the room and she's yelling it. Admitilo, admitilo. No, bitch, I want to leave you because you suck ass. So the next day, el doctor is packing up his human skeleton that was in the store and he's giving it to one of his professor pals with a couple of pots of fertilizer and uh, they say goodbye and he heads upstairs into the house part of the apartment and he pops into the bathroom and there's Gloria in the bath <gasps> and she is nude. <laughs> I was actually, you know, I was shocked from this 1960s view because like her she's hair holding is all, her, her holding her boobs and holding like, her boobs again she's she this, looks this beautiful fantastic. woman but yeah. again I was like oh my god 1960 get it scandal she's like get out get out get out and I was like girl that's your husband and listen I'm very much always just like listen to the lady have respect like boundaries at absolutely pero también like you are a married couple. You both have needs. Sex is an important part of a marriage. Your husband Hello. is handsome as hell. Hello. Come on. Let's do Girl. this. Jesus. He When he sees her naked like this, you, you see in his face, he's like, damn, my my wife's hot. Like She's he, beautiful. There's desire there. And, and he it's looks immediate at her. sexy music. It's like. She keeps telling him to get out, get out, get out. So he does. And he goes into the sitting room. He turns on the TV. And on the TV, there's like a full-on burlesque show yeah, going on. Okay. Talk about... <laughs> he goes into the kitchen where Meche is making a beverage for Doña Gloria. Oof. Okay, get ready for the ingredients of this beverage. Oh. God. Three raw eggs, <gasps> two big tablespoons, <laughs> like heaping, heaping yeah. tablespoons of sugar, milk, <sighs> and sherry. Ah. And then she mixes it, and this is this is what bothered me the most. And uh -huh. you can tell that I love to cook by this alone. Uh -huh. She mixes the drink with a spoon, and I'm like, there is so much egg goop in there yeah. that hasn't been mixed Stringy. properly enough Blech. like you need to use a fork not a spoon yeah you gotta really Ooh. get that all together gross you will feel that going down if you drink it what they made right there in that cup mm -hmm. if they put it over fire that's custard oh my god she's drinking <sighs> raw custard uh, for me like aside from the like i was like the raw eggs but it was the um the amount of sugar yes holy shit yeah damn and meche even says well she doesn't like to eat anything so this is her special drink i'm like what oh, the fuck gross Dejen la que se mueren de diabetes entonces, because Ooh, it's like, i mean that's what's gonna happen dude plus sherry on top sherry You're is fucked. so sweet Ew, gross. So disgusting. Y también, not for nothing, me vas a decir que, ay, mi esposo super alcoholic and all this shit, and you're drinking a fucking cherry every day? Oh, I see how it is. And she doesn't eat, so how many of these is she actually having a day? Mm -hmm. Like, you know? Okay. This is, you this and is... your verduras lies. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote, pura verduras. Anyways, so Meche 
as she's making this horrible beverage, she offers El Doctor a sip of sherry, which he fucking takes a big glug of. Which Every is... time. No, I know he's not an alcoholic, but he is a ha- like he is always happy to take a sip. Like he's like, yes. It's like, very contradictory yeah, in this yeah. movie because they're like, he's had one beer, but then he'll be like, oh, my bottle of aguardiente. Nice sip. Yep. After his sip, he grabs the beverage from Mitch and he's like, I'll take it to Gloria. Back in her bedroom, she's at her altar and Dr. Pablo is like looking at his wife and she does look very beautiful. And she's like, que me miras? And he's like, te ves bien bonita. Which is so lovely. It's a lovely thing to say. And this is a moment where her, where she drops her bullshit and her mm. face, she's like, oh, a compliment. Mm. That's nice that I officially finally took. Mm. She goes over to the bed and he's like, you know, a lot of women, they get naked or take their clothes off and it's not, it's doesn't reveal anything but you look at you you have a tiny waist you have unas <laughs> the phrases unas caderas como potranca which is a horse's ass basically I mean, i'm good at like that's hilarious pero he was very seductive in this oh scene. my like, god coming up yes. behind her I was like, you talk to me like that? We're, it's I'm on like Donkey Kong. It. Yeah. And he is, but the thing is that he's complimenting her, but it's all, it's so sexy too that I was just like, yeah. girl, like just take a deep breath. But you please. can see in her face. She's kind of feeling it. She's kind of feeling it. She's kind of. Ooh, but of, she's fighting it. Ooh. She's fighting it hard. You, yeah. She's like pulling her robe closer, but she's like biting her lip and she's like, I want to, but I don't want to, pero no sé qué. Yeah. And then when he says, tenés unas caderas de potranca, she turns around, she catches herself enjoying this moment mm. and she blames him. Y como te atreves? How dare you? I saw you coming a mile away with this. And he's like, honey, I'm your husband under every single law. Regular law, God law, all the laws, we are husband and wife. Mm-hmm. We have been for 15 years. She turns around and she's like, si, pero yo no quiero, mm-hmm. which okay. I respect. Yeah. No is no. Mm-hmm. Pero he ho- and then he holds her by the shoulders and he lays her down in that sexy 1960s movie way where the, like, the lighting is very particular and it's very much a close-up of their two faces, which is very beautiful. Yes. He says, y por qué? You're my wife. You can't do this to a man, which I'm like, this is not. It, it gets a little, a little weird here. Yeah, like yeah. you know, there, there's like the whole thing between you must listen to her or either partner. You must listen. Like if it's like yeah. I'm not feeling this, no, stop. Right. No buts about it. When a partner is like just trying to get the other person into the mood, it's, you know. (laughs) And to be vulnerable and open up. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously, this has been something that hasn't happened for a very long time. Yes. Like, he didn't have to say, like, it's your job. You're my wife. Like, it's your duty as my wife. Doing this is, is, he says, is immoral and sucio. And I was like, you don't need to put all of that. Right. Like, you're putting the blame on her now. Yeah. And using her beliefs and things to mm-hmm. right, and throwing them back in her face. Yes. So that's where it gets weird. But then he kisses her. He says, like, forget all these sickly thoughts of, like, God and Jesus and whatever. And he says, I've loved you, mm. but you won't let me. Oh, heartbreaking. And he kisses her again. And it's sexy. And she's like, please. And then just when you think, like, finally, she's letting go. And she's like, okay, I think this is going to happen. She pulls away and she says, 
lávete las manos y ponte alcohol. Fuck. And it's that phrase of wash your hands and put alcohol. Now, throughout this movie, you know, I was like, there was an undercurrent of stress and anxiety for me, mm -hmm. which first showed up because I was like, don't let him ha be having an affair with Meche. And like, you know, right. because I was like, something's going to happen. And when she says this line to him, he balls up his hand into a fist. And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you don't you do it. Don't hit her. Thank goodness. He does not. No, he stops himself. He removes himself from the situation and he leaves the room very angrily. Pero obviously this has made an effect on Gloria because now she's in the taxidermy room and she's pouring poison. She's uh. sprinkling poison on a piece of raw beef and she tries to force the pet eagle to eat the fucking beef. You ho. Meche oh comes God. running in and she's like, no, don't do it. Don't kill him. Don't get the hecho el pobre animal. Nothing. You only want to kill it because el señor loves it mm. and Gloria says it's because they're the same asquerosos repugnantes and I was like ooh that word is so good though <laughs> but she's so awful why she's what are awful. you doing and, she, and then Ugh. she's like and who are you all up in my fucking business you gotta go bitch you're fired and Mitch is like I would have left for an, a long time ago if it wasn't for el señor mm -hmm. I will go if that's what you want me to do, but I'm going to tell him fucking everything and slap fucking Gloria, smacks her across the face and she says, I'll rip your tongue out oh, if you dare. God damn. Fuck. Wow. And she's like, um, a ver, get your fucking shit and get the fuck out. And she says, if I see you around on the street, I'll accuse you of stealing and trying to take my husband and people will believe me and not you, which is the wow. thesis of this film. Mm -hmm. So now now we see El Doctor and he's going over to the sales lady's house to pick up his new camera that he bought, that she bought for him with a, her discount. It's the next day and he's running around the neighborhood with his new camera and he's taking pictures of kids and the dogs and the neighbors and it's joyful and happy and he's finally having a moment of like a good time. Mm -hmm. And they're running around and whatever and from the window you hear Gloria say, A mí que no me traigan esos muchachos aquí adentro. Like don't bring these fucking kids in my house basically. And so he says to the kids, okay, let's let's take a break for the day. I've got to go. So he goes inside and he starts dissecting slash butchering this deer. I think it's a deer. And a this deer. Was, oof, this gave me chills because he's really doing it. He's like sawing open that chest cavity. The sounds. Oh, yeah. God. And like cutting off the meat off the bones of the legs Blech. and stuff like that. Yeah. Gloria comes down and she's like, so that's what you wanted that fucking camera for? To take pictures of fucking perros and mocosos? And he's like, dude, can you just fucking chill out, man? <laughs> can, can you, you just, <laughs> just chill out? I am my shoulder. I am. I have shoulder pain right now because I'm so stressed out by this woman. Let me just God. do my work in peace, dude. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And she's like, sure. Why not? Why don't you just throw me out? And he's like, that's not what I said at all. And she's like, I know that you can't stand me, that I bore you, that I'm sick and I'm handicapped and you just want to get rid of me. You've said it so clearly. And he's like, dude, can you chill? And him being so upset, he like cut through the skin that he was removing mm -hmm 
of this deer, which is obviously the thing that people probably want is the fucking right. pelt of this mm-hmm. animal. And then de nuevo viene el drama. What have I done for you to hate me so much? I don't leave the house. I don't spend your money. I wait for you to come home every day. And he's like, bro, you don't have to do this dramatic with me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I know your dramas. I once loved you very much. If you didn't carry this bitterness inside of you this whole time, then maybe our life could have been different. Mm. Maybe we could didn't have to spend our time like paying off this shitty house that we live in. Maybe we could have been happy living in a modern apartment with dos little chamacos running around. And she's like, oh, yeah. And what? So that they could come out looking like me? With a leg like this, and this is where we see <gasps> bum, her, bum, yes, yeah. her her disabled leg, and the knee is really inflamed, and it's yeah. a very thin like ankle. But it's at this point that he tells her, we went to the doctor, that's not hereditary. It couldn't be passed down to our children, so that excuse doesn't count for anything. And she at this, again, science and religion, where she's like, the doctors don't know anything, only God knows everything. I was like, if this woman lived in this day and age, she would be one of those anti-vax ladies being like, Ab- like Jesus is my mask. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Good Lord. Uh, like you said, she's like, doctors don't know more than God, and he sends suffering to test us. And then at this point, Dr. Pablo is like, bueno pues, then let's just keep suffering if that's what you want. But all I'm asking for is a little understanding and some peace. Mm-hmm. And she walks over to his table and she's like, you want me to fill myself with bitterness while you're at your peace. And she grabs his camera and she lifts it up and she says, well, here's your piece. And she throws it on the ground, smashes it with her foot that has a lift. Mm -hmm. So that's no joke. That's a fucking heavy ass foot. And then she starts yelling, no me pegues, Pablo, no me pegues. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. And she's like yelling it out into the fucking building. Yeah. And Pablo goes up to her and he's like, you know that I would never fucking hit you. I'm leaving and you're never going to see me again. And she's still screaming no me pegues no me pegues like pointed towards the building Mm -hmm. where the nosy neighbors are at so that they can hear nosy neighbors see him leaving and he walks up to their window and he screams (laughs) in there and he's like ah (laughs) it was the best love that so it's nighttime now and Paolo comes back home from taking a break from that insanity. And in his bedroom, we see El Padre, Gloria's sister, her husband, and the nosy neighbors. And they're praying. And Paolo walks in and he's like, what's going on? Did something happen? And Gloria's sister turns around and she's like, you beat her up. Look at how you left her. And Gloria sits up when there's a dramatic musical sting. Mm. And her face is covered in bruises. And there's like a little cut on her lip. And I was like. Bro. She did this to herself. She did this. She did this to herself. That she's sick. Yeah. And Paolo says to her, you need to tell the truth, Gloria. And el padre is like, don't try and intimidate her. All you'll get is punishment from above. And then from behind, Gloria's sister's husband smashes on his head with a gun, with the butt of his gun. Pablo falls unconscious. 
So now we see Paolo with a bandaged head mm. and he's leaning against the table. His chin is on the table and he's looking at a bunch of vials of poison oh. and arsenic and uh, cyanuro, arsenico, veneno. And there's a mortar and pestle and a syringe. And he starts dumping them chemicals into the mortar and pestle and mix it all together with some liquid. And he fills the little vials and the syringe with this new poison that he's made. And then he goes into the kitchen and he starts injecting the eggs and the bread and the fruit. And he pours in the vials of poison into the milk and into the sherry bottle. Wow. The next day, Gloria wakes up and goes to make her disgusting beverage of three eggs, sugar, milk, and sherry. All of which, those things, except for maybe the sugar, have That's been full of poison. poisoned. From the other room, he hears her mixing up her bev. So he sits up and he pokes his head through a door and he watches her as she downs that full glass. She looks at it knowing something's wrong mm -hmm. and crash. He comes out of the room. It's just a, a close-up on his face looking at the ground. You can see relief finally. There was a, a shot as he's watching her drink the drink that was so creepy to me because he's just pe he's peeking through the, the kind his of head. somewhat open doorway and he's smiling. Ooh, it gave me chills. Yeah. And also, I'm just curious, like, how did this make you feel? Like, after he had, throughout the whole movie, being like, I would never hurt you. I would never hurt you. Never would I do that to you. And then this happened. I hate to be like, she deserves it. <laughs> No, that's why I'm asking. He says a line later on where he's like, even a mouse when cornered attacks. And you cornered me. And you cornered me. Especially after coming home and having her face, like knowing that she is able to go to the extent to hurt herself. But I do understand what you mean by, because that moment of him peeking out, like it, it almost is childlike wonder in his face. Yeah. And that is what's creepy yes what's creepy is that there is joy behind this kill and that's what like i think is the button that makes us as humans feel bad sure yeah i think it was an interesting choice to have us see his point of view instead of us be the point of view seeing her die does that make sense yes totally because i think it would felt it would have felt different if we saw her you know kicking the bucket we'd mm -hmm. be like yeah she you deserve it you bitch but instead we're seeing him mm -hmm. experience we're just focusing her on death. him yeah i couldn't help it i think it was just like the level of stress and anxiety that i mentioned i was disappointed i was just like oh man I knew something was going to happen. I was like, I feel like the, the, the feeling should be like, like you said, she deserved it. But I was like, oh, God, I just wish he didn't cross that line. And I think especially because he has throughout this movie has endured it so much and has endured it with a level of like immense civility and like patience, patient, just like a good man this whole time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the twist and you're like. Well, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. So now we're in the taxidermy room and his pet eagle watching. He grabs his stools. Oh, my God. His stools. <laughs> he, grab, he grabs his tools and he preps Gloria's body on the table. Oh, well, this took a turn. Yeah. God damn. And he's about to go in to cut into oh, her. With a saw. Like a fucking with bone a saw. saw. Oh, shit. Like a full <laughs> saw. And he stops himself and, and he says, Sisi, ya se, perdóname. 
and he walks over to his shelf and he grabs a bottle of alcohol and he puts it all over his hands Mm -hmm. and he puts them up in front of her face and he says are you happy now oh my god dark (laughs) so as he's going through all his steps he's done the stuff with his body he burns all the food that he's poisoned that wasn't used Mm -hmm. he goes up and he packs all her stuff and her bags he goes into the kitchen and he's checking to make sure everything his ass is covered basically Mm -hmm. and he says everything is in place but I feel like I'm forgetting something. Mm -mm. And at that moment, the doorbell rings, and as he leaves to go to see who it is, the screen slides open, Mm -hmm. and we see the inside of the kitchen cupboard, and in there is the bottle of poisoned sherry. Oh, shit. Uh Oh. (laughs) So at the door, it's the padre and the nosy neighbors, and they're like, hello, where's Gloria? And he's like, Gloria went to Guadalajara to visit a tia. Bye. And they're like, "Mm, something smells fishy. I don't know about all this. Gloria wouldn't be just packing up and leaving, not saying anything. Mm -hmm. And padre's like, no te preocupe. I'm about to contact her sister. Back inside the taxidermy room, Paulo is throwing all of her shit into the incinerator. He grabs a bottle of chemicals and he goes over to a big, huge pot and he dumps this bottle of chemicals and a bunch of smoke rises up. And as the smoke clears, we see a skull and a bunch of bones. And his face, he's thrilled. Oh, like he, his, is, he is smiling. His life's work. Truly, like it literally is his <laughs> life's work. <laughs> So it's the next day and the kids are running around his house. They're finally allowed to be inside. The dogs are in there too. He's having the time of his life. Can I just say one quick thing? Yeah. So it shows the abono sign again, which, you know, it's his fertilizer, which at the top of the movie, it was on, it was $2, dos dos pesos. And now it's... It's like, un peso. He is like, get That's rid of this. His wife and her belongings. Yeah. It's discounted he is fertilizer selling for her fertilizer. <laughs> that was an amazing Llévense touch. Yeah, take this. Damn. <laughs> so the little kids are running around. They're all having a good time. He's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And he's putting together a brand new human skeleton. Mm-hmm. Oh, new bones? Look at that I wonder where. No. So he's looking for a new jawbone that's going to fit properly into the jaw. And um, the little kids are like, I want to touch it. And he's like, you can now. <laughs> oh, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> so creepy. And from the window, he sees that Gloria's sister mm-hmm. is walking in. And it's the husband with her, el padre, las dos fucking nosy neighbors. And she's like, ¿A dónde está mi hermana? I know this fucking tía en Guadalajara story is a bunch of bullshit. And he's like, you're right. She left me. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen her so reasonable and so calm. She told me that she couldn't stand her life anymore. And she was getting away from me forever. And the sister's like, why didn't you stop her? And he says, because for the first time, we agreed on something. Mm -hmm. And the padre chimes in. And he's like, I don't know, something smells fishy in here. We're going to go to the police. And Pablo's like, you know what? I agree entirely. You should go to the police. If you need anything from me, I'll do everything I can so we can find her. Okay, my guy. Cucumber is crisp and (laughs) fresh and icy cold. (laughs) I see cold. <laughs> this is the coolest cucumber you have ever seen. If you seen. have sensitive teeth, it's going to fuck your teeth up. <laughs> your teeth are going to be sore. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So they leave, and he turns to the skeleton, and he says, alone at last. (gasps) And he just starts having a great conversation with the skeleton. And he's like, you know what? Let me go get your leg. So he goes and grabs the bones of her disabled leg. And he all all the puppies are running around him. And he's like, look, they don't even like you in bone form. (laughs) Like, that's how fucking awful you are. (laughs) You're literally Uh, bones, and these dogs don't don't give a shit about you. And he's like, listen, what did I ever ask of you? Some affection, maybe some peace, but you see what you made me do? Even a defenseless mouse, this is that line, Mm -hmm. even a defensive mouse, defenseless mouse attacks when cornered. And you cornered me. And if they find you in your new state... What's going to happen to me? 10 years in jail? Okay, so that means 10 years of eating without gagging right next to me, of labor that's going to give me strength and health, meditating in my cell and writing my books amongst life. Literally, what's that compared to the 15-year sentence in hell that I had with you? It's like, fuck, bro. Also, can we talk about 10 years for murder? That's insanity. Girl, (laughs) girl. And he says, I've paid it all in advance. I should have left you long, a long time ago, but I had the feeling of responsibility and compassion. And besides... I wanted you so badly. And that made me really sad. Oh, I mean, he he loved her. He was attracted he to her. her. He was into his wife. Yeah. It is sad. It's a shame. So the next day, the pilot is walking by with the nosy neighbors, and he passes the fucking store, storefront of the taxidermist, and there's a new skeleton there, propped up, ready to for viewing, and he looks down to the leg, and guess what? Oh, boy. It's... The leg. Y de repente estamos extra, extra. Read all about it. Taxidermist killed his life. His wife, not life. Now we're at a trial, and Dr. Pablo is in court. In a full jail cell in court. He has a, he's got a tiny jail cell that he's in. He's in it, and then there's a, a guard inside the cell right. with him, which I was like, okay. I, I wonder if this is what it was like. Sure. So there's a back and forth between Pablo's professores friends from the bar and then Gloria's congregation people. So it's either like la mató, él la mató or like no, como va a ser, no puede matar a nadie. Es un bandido, es un hombre bueno, es que un bárbaro maldito. No, si es lindo, maravilloso. So it's a back and forth. And then the sister comes in and she's like, he's a garbage person. And then the padre comes in and the padre is like, uh, he's evil, he's a monster, the law you guys are used to seeing horrible criminals and you'll never see more horrible sight than this fucking lucifer wow he is intent on fucking getting this guy in jail this padre and the judge at the end asks paulo is there anything that you would like to like say to these testimonies and paulo's like listen i'm a flawed man next to my saintly wife i would look even more flawed but she was poor and the house that we had was under my name so i couldn't have killed her for money there wasn't any jealousy there was no revenge and father Padre, you know her best out of all of us. Literally, he says, you, the father, knows her better even than me. 
I'm the husband. Do you think that she would ever give me reason to resent her? And the father being el padre bien, like on her side is like never. The only thing she's ever done is show proof of her love and dedication for you. And Dr. Pablo is like, okay, well, then didn't she mention that maybe she wanted to join a convent and that she was jealous of nuns and she longed for an isolated life? And the padre is like, yeah, it's true. And Dr. Pablo says maybe she left to follow her calling and is maybe now a nun in the middle of nowhere country somewhere. I may have made her unhappy, but kill her? Who would kill a saint? And finally, they bring in El Esqueleto. Mm -hmm. And these two doctors come in and they're just spitting a bunch of medical jargon being like this bone is this y este es el fucking pelvis y el femur y el otro y el este hueso y el otro hueso y este está agarrado y no y whatever and then he's like look at the skull it is of an older mature woman huh. but the jawbone is of a teenager remember how he changed the jawbone sure did. y este hueso es el otro and this one is different and blah 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 and everybody's like okay great doctors can you fucking <laughs> spell it out for us we're dummies and they say este no es el esqueleto de la señora Morales. And everybody's like, whoa, he's been acquitted. Can you believe it? And all the friends go over, all the profesores go over to congratulate him and be like, we have to celebrate. And Dr. Pablo says, yes, but first I have a visit to make. And this visit is to the fucking padre mm-hmm. at the church. Pablo walks in and he's like, ¿Qué quieres de mí? And Pablo says, I want to confess. And the padre's like, bueno pues. And Pablo's like, listen, you've never liked me. You never questioned whether Gloria, all the things that Gloria said about me were right or wrong. During the trial, you said everything that you could to ruin me. You did everything in your power to convict me. And I'm here to tell you that you were right. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, the crime, the skeleton, it's all true. It was me. And then El Padre is like, what the fuck? I'm Holy gonna, shit. I'm going to tell the police. And he's like, no, no, no. Double jeopardy, my guy. Mm-hmm. I can't be tried twice for the same crime. And not only that, confession is a very sacred thing. You can't be telling nobody about my confession. This is my confession, <laughs> Usher. You can't violate that. And then the padre is like, then why did you come and tell me? And Dr. Pablo says, because I bet that you would like to know that you were right. But also, I'd like you to pray for the forgiveness of my soul. Because I can't ask for forgiveness because I have no regrets. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And so El Padre se para and he's like, Vete de aquí, Satanás. As Dr. Pablo is walking away, the Padre says, You can trick man's justice, but not God's. Back in his own home, Pablo is cheering with his professores friends with some tequila to his freedom. Hooray, I did it. And at the window, he sees 
the little congregation. Hmm. And they're looking in and he lets them in and he's like, hey, what's going on, people? And they're like, we've come to congratulate you because, you know, we're still of the church. So we have to like be good. Mm -hmm. And we also wanted to apologize. We wanted to ask for forgiveness for talking so much shit in court. And Paolo's like, great. Thanks so much. How about we cheers? How about a tequila? And they're like, no, that's too strong. We're pussies. (laughs) And what about a beer? No, me hace orinar la otra con la vejiga. Like the bladder. (laughs) She keeps wanting to pee the whole entire movie. And this, la, la de la vejiga, the one that wants to pee all the time, is like, oh, I know. And she runs into the kitchen <gasps> and she goes to the cupboard and she opens it and in there is the bottle of sherry. Oh, shit. And she pours five little glasses and she hands each one to one of the members of the congregation and the last one goes to Dr. Paolo. They cheers and they throw it down their gullets. And then we cut to a procession of five coffins. <laughs> and the last one is being carried by the professores, yeah. Pablo's friends. Fin de la película. Oh, awesome. And now, just a quick observation here, because at the end here, this felt like this is a, a movie about religion, but it felt very much kind of like anti-religion to me, somewhat. Yeah, But sure. at the end here, he does get his... Uh, what is the word? Comeuppance? His comeuppance. He does. However, interesting that not only does he die, but those four congre- like the four incredibly religious people. The father doesn't, but the, the congregation does. So interesting that it's not just him yeah. who is punished. The judgmental yeah. people that were behind being hypocrites. They go too. That pointed the finger and then came back to be like, oh, so sorry. We're so sorry. We yeah. mean to. Don't forget about that altar we need money for. We know you, you, yeah. you save all that money in your cheetah's mouth. So just really interesting touch there at the mm-hmm. end. Well, great job. A fucking awesome movie. Great movie. Well, let's get into some trivia. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Estudios Churubusco, which was the studio that that made this movie. Cool. So this is from Wikipedia. Estudios Churubusco is one of the oldest and largest movie studios in Latin America located in the Churubusco neighborhood of Mexico City. It was inaugurated in 1945 after a 1943 agreement between RKO and Emilio Azcárraga Vidaurreta of Televisa. In 1950, it was acquired by the government of Mexico and merged with Estudios y Laboratorios Azteca to form Estudios Churubusco Azteca. Since 1958, it has been controlled by the government of Mexico. Of the four motion picture studios during the golden age of Mexican cinema, including Estudios América, Estudios San Ángel, and Estudios Tepeyac, it, meaning Churubusco, and Televisa San Ángel are still in operation. Hey! Hey, good good job. Good gob. It is estimated that (laughs) 95% of the films produced in Mexico since 2000 have used many of the services the studio provides. Among the films shot at the Estudios Churubusco were Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. No way. What the fuck? Amores Perros. um, Great movie. Amazing. And Frida with our favorite Salma Hayek. Hello. Oh my God. 
god. In 2017, Estudios Churubusco celebrated its 72nd anniversary by opening the facility to the public for the first time so they could learn more about the studios and its many film achievements. So, we're going to add it to our list of Uikeorror places to go once we can go on vacation. Churubusco Studios. Oh yeah. So, I also found some other movies that were that were filmed at the studio including Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid wow. from 1968 Amityville 2 The Possession No way from 1982 Conan the Destroyer from 1984 with you know Arnold, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah Nice Total Recall 1989 <laughs> Have you seen that? No, never seen. Oh, we got to we got we got to do it. <laughs> and again, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, which I found this little teeny tiny bit of trivia here where it says it was filmed at the backlot of Churubusco Studios in Mexico City. Some filming took place in the streets of Mexico City. In the scene where Diane walks out of the mall to the payphone, a sign says Beverly Hills Mall, but is in fact Plaza Inn, a mall in Mexico City. What? I don't remember that scene, but cool. I don't remember that scene either. No, I need to watch that movie again. It's been a long time. Oh my time. god! I mean, all I can think of is them in the fucking grass and the right big in the grass. Ant and yeah, all that the, stuff. the ant. My heart. The oh my ant. God. I can't handle it. Um, other movies. Uh, you'll like this one. Como agua para chocolate from '91. <gasps> my babe. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet '96 and another '91. Baz, Baz Lerman. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio of Claire... What the fuck's her name? Claire Danes. (laughs) And this one, Kronos, 1991. Hey! Hey. All right, so I thought that was pretty cool. That is so cool. Way to go, Churo Busco. Yeah, you fucking nailed it. And you continue to nail it. Yeah. Very cool. So let's switch to something completely different. This is from chocolatesandchai.com, written by... Riz. Okay, thanks, Riz. When I was young, my mother used to prepare the most delicious concoction during the winter <gasps> oh months. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Okay, go, 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 go. It, it was a drink that her mother had prepared for her. Something taught my nani, I'm going to say is, is how this is pronounced, and that means maternal grandmother, by the head chef of her grandfather's home in India over 80 years ago. <gasps> Madam, this is egg polyp the chef would say in his heavy Indian accent, to warm your heart in the winter and strengthen you in the summer. Apparently, this is called an egg fillip or an egg flip. This is the recipe. One beaten egg, one cup of milk, one teaspoon of white sugar, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract. Whisk it all together, pour into a tall glass with ice, and that's it. And so I think this is basically... That's pretty much... I mean, sherry and place of vanilla makes right a lot like of sense. she just wanted it to be like she wanted some booze in there and when i looked it up i think people drank this as like an like kind of like an og protein drink sure i mean a fucking egg dude all those raw eggs yeah which also like what if you get salmonella absolutely not it's not gonna happen no gracias. uh but so anyway there you go egg philip or egg flip and my last little thing of trivia is from imdb let's talk about angelines Fer- Fernandez, who played the sister. Oh, okay. The fucking shitty sister. Yeah, she sucks. Angelines Fernandez, she was awful, was born in Madrid, Spain in 19... I was going to say 1992. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> In 1922, during the Spanish Civil War, she was supportive of the Republicans and afterwards the Spanish, I think this should be Marquis, 
but it says Maki. I think it's Maki. Perate, perate. Let's Google yeah, it. Yeah, M-A-Q-U-I-S. Yeah, it's Maki. Oh, fuck. Well, my bad. I'm a fool. So the Spanish Maki. So as a result of her support of the Spanish Maki, she fled Spain in 1947, and after a brief time in Cuba, she settled in Mexico. She began acting in films in the mid-1950s and television by the end of the decade. She gained her... Now, this is why I wanted to talk about this, because I think you will know who this person is, but I don't. Okay. She gained her greatest fame playing Doña Clotilde, La Bruja de 71 on the Mexican sitcom El Chavo del Ocho. Wait, 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 wait. She was... Yeah, uh, I think so. Are you going to look it up? I am shocked. Holy shit, it's totally fucking her, dude. Yeah. Oh, so she's kind of like the the oh, like asshole old lady, right? Ma, yes, she is an asshole in El Chavo. <gasps> Even I remember, like I, when I was looking this up, I was like, I have a vision in my head of who the person is, and I and looked it up was, and I was like, oh yeah. And she was la bruja del 71 is what they would call her because mm-hmm. she had yeah. a broom and was like a hideous older woman, but she was in love with fucking Don Ramon, Don Ramon, which was. <laughs> Which uh, was La, La Chilindrina's dad. <laughs> Holy <that> shit. <laughs> oh, this is, wow, this this is crazy. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And just interesting, uh, last little thing here. So her character in the TV series El Chavo del Ocho was called, like I said, the La Bruja del 71, which in English is the Witch of 71. And she coincidentally passed away at 71 years old <gasps> in 1994. And that's my trivia for today. Wow, that that was great trivia. I'm, for I me, thought you'd like for that. Me in particular. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought you'd like it. Wow, Great. that's very cool. Well, mine, I just want to do a couple like Wikipedia fast uh, general things on a couple general things. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> One of them was, I was like, esta mujer es horrible. Mm. And it seems very much like she's got Munchausen's. Mm. So, I w- so I Googled Munchausen's and I went to Wikipedia and this is what it says. Fictitious disorder imposed on self, also known as Munchausen syndrome, is a condition in which a person without a malingering mo- moment acts as if they have an illness by deliberately producing, feigning, or exaggerating symptoms purely to attain a patient's role. Wow. The people who are affected by this disorder, again, they feign disease, illness, psychological trauma to draw attention, sympathy, or reassurance to themselves. Patients also have a history of recurrent hospitalization, traveling, and dramatic, extremely improbable tales of their past experiences. Some signs and symptoms of Munchausen's often involve elements of the a victim playing and attention seeking in some extreme cases people suffering from munchausen syndrome are highly knowledgeable about the practice of medicine Mm. and are able to produce symptoms that result in lengthy and costly medical analysis prolonged hospital stays and unnecessary operations God. The role of patient is a familiar and comforting one, and it fills a psychological need in people with this syndrome. This disorder is distinct from hypochondria 
in that those with the latter do not intentionally produce their some symptomatic symptoms. So that's a little that made me think of like this woman's like, oh, please, mm-hmm. less illnessy. There is some illness factor, but like mm-hmm. similar. So it made me think of that. Okay. So how about we talk about Arthur Machen? Machen? Machen, I think it is. Sure. Who is the guy who wrote the story that this is based on. Mm-hmm. Arthur Machen was the pen name of Arthur Llewellyn Jones, a Welsh author and mystic of the 1890s and early 20th century. He's best known for his influential supernatural fantasy and horror fiction his novella the great god pan has garnered a reputation as a classic of horror with stephen king describing it as maybe the best horror story in the english language wow so the story he wrote uh the islington mystery is based on this horrible man called holly harvey crippen very quickly he murdered his wife cora and claimed that she had returned to the united states and then later added that she had died over there and was cremated in California when really he like hid her under his house. Hmm. Similar to this vibes in that. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't. Lies. Lies. Hey, you want to answer some questions for me? Absolutely. All right. Eileen, were you scared? No. Me either. Yeah. Wasn't very scary. What was your best scare? The thing that made me the most anxious, which is I think what will I will equate to being afraid, was when she was screaming, no me pegues, no me pegues, Paulo, no me pegues, like yeah. yelling that out on purpose into oh, the, the world. The streets, basically, yeah. Yeah. That Shit. made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. For me, it was after Pablo has made his poison concoction and he's just very creepily watching Gloria drink that disgusting drink from the doorway. Yeah. Oof, that creeped me out. Totally. Uh, who was your favorite character? I mean, I'm going to I'm going to give it to Dr. Pablo. I think totally. he was he was funny. He was wonderful to watch. I think his performance was really good. And I mean, not for nothing, but Gloria fucking nailed it too at being an absolute Ooh. horrible bitch. She's one of the best villains I've seen in a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Itu. Um, I also gave it to to Pablo. That I think this has to do aside from the fact that he's a fabulous actor and you just have such a good time watching him. The filmmaking is very good. Where Truly. I felt nervous the entire time because I knew something was going to happen but I really hoped that it wasn't him who like made it happen like I knew this woman's probably going to die I just don't want it to be him and throughout the entire movie I was like I'm nervous don't let it be him like they literally have him grabbing knives making fists and you're like is this going to be it when is he going to break when is it going to happen and it's just like it's so it's just so damn good so it's got to be Dr. Pablo bless him what was your best line Meche Hazme un filetote de este grueso, medio crudo y con muchas papas fritas. <laughs> Delicious. It makes me hungry. Just be- me too. Just because I was yeah. like, yep, I want that so bad. But then I had the other one that I that I really, really loved was No te los llevarás para gastarlos en parrandas y cochinadas. Delightful. <laughs> Just Let me just chew on this line. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Mine is kind of similar to your first choice, and Uh it's just ridiculous. But it kind it surprised me. The line, it's when Mitch is like, "Hey, dinner time or lunch time or whatever," and he he says. 
comida, simpática palabra. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. I agree, sir. That is a totally. great word and I it always makes me happy. I love the word comida. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, what was your best death? I mean, good old fucking, uh, como se llama, la gloria, because I guess that's the only one we had, right? That's I'm the sure. only death we had. Well, I gave it to a different one that you don't really like, because all those people die in the end, oh, but you don't right. really see it. Oh, wait. However, mm-hmm. there was this one specific part in the, because the, the peeing lady, the yeah. one with the bladder surgery, throughout the film, you see her little leggies cross when she's yeah. got to pee. Like, I think you see it three times. At the end of the movie, she's giving the drink, because she's the one who pours the sherry and like or like brings it out. And all you see is her little leggies cross and her sherry glass fall. And basically, you're like, oh, she just died. She was yeah. just poisoned. So I'm going to give it to the, the little peeing lady at the Love end. Love that. Did you learn anything about the culture? Nah. No. Okay, finally... How many ooies are you going to give this movie? I'm going to give this movie three and a half ooies. Not for spooks wise. Just like Mm -hmm. visually this movie's great. Mm -hmm. It's such a, it's beautifully lit. Yes. It's one of those black and white movies where they were like, we know exactly how we want this to look. And like the people are beautiful to look at. And I thought the story was really great. And like, it just gave you enough that kind of frustration that you're like, I, I want to do something about it. And like and stopping such a fucking stop asshole. Being an asshole. The language was just, just delightful. I, I mean, I had a, I would watch this movie again, like totally in a heartbeat. I gave it four. I thought this was just a great movie. It was a real surprise to me. I'm honestly, I'll I'll speak specifically about Mexican cinema, but there have Mm -hmm. been some like real treasures that have come out, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. You know, like uh, I think there's probably a little bit more budget. You know, clearly there are like huge studios in Mexico that we're talking about literally in our trivia. Before you continue, just an extra little piece of trivia in there. Um, Uh This movie is ranked. 19th in the list of 100 best films of Mexican cinema in the opinion of 25 film critics and experts on Mexico published by the magazine Somos in July of 1994. Amazing. But yeah, like so much fun, incredible characters, incredible acting, beautiful to look at, gorgeous language that makes me feel so bad about my Spanish. So thank you, Miguel Myers, because I loved this movie. Delight. All right, well, let's get on out of this uh, taxidermy office. <laughs> yeah, it does smell kind of funny in here. It smells a little <laughs> bit uh, like animal podrido, uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, That's cool. Once again, thank you to Miguel Myers from My Horror Confessional. This was a lot of fun to watch. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you being here. Make sure and subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on our redes sociales at Uyquior at Twitter and what's the other one? Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> uh, send us an email wikiorror at gmail.com Thank you to Sonoro for hosting us and being wonderful and providing so much Latinx content for our ear holes. Yes. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, listen, if you got a shitty wife Get divorced. Get divorced guys! Get divorced! <laughs> like 
don't let religion come in between like just be like that nope i no i know you got a strong relationship with god honey but this is got to ti- we got to stop it's time it's time i'm serving Goodbye. you with papers please yeah. sign uh, here thank sign you sign here and i'm gonna go make myself a three egg milk sherry sugar Oof. cocktail oh please don't please don't. <laughs> you'd be the only one i'd drink it with jonathan yeah i guess i would try with you too I'd be like fuck it let's just do it yeah one two three salut <laughs> <laughs> and up. as usual, my guy, I fucking love you. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Sonoro. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.